Uh, the Rockin' Vaults, welcome to West Underground, the biggest, baddest podcast in the West. Thanks for coming on. Sweet. Good to be Yeah, Talking across state lines at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shaking hands across state lines, that would be illegal. Oh, dear. Can we play handball across the state lines or we... I don't think so, mate, because the ball would have to quarantine for 14 days. Yeah, I know. It'd be a bit rough, wouldn't it? <laughs> you'd either have to take you'd either have to take like a truckload of balls down there to play or you would have to uh you know wait a couple of weeks to finish the game yeah. Yeah. which starts the coppers to look the other way mate which is paying off yeah i think that's the way to go um, <laughs> so what before covid19 uh what's the melbourne what's the melbourne scene like down there especially the rock scene um so i think feb was our last gig and yeah. um, we had a few, actually had a few gigs lined up after that. Yeah. And uh, once the COVID thing hit, I took two weeks after and we were in pre-production at that stage, weren't we, Ty, I think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we almost over to go in the studio. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty much where we're at. And the scene was doing okay for us, so things yeah. were starting to pick up and gigs were starting to come through on a regular basis. Yeah. And now that's sort of all... Like up in the air. Yeah, yeah. Has it been good for you guys in another way? Like, have you guys been working on songs individually, I suppose, at the moment? Yeah, we've been a few ideas every now and then to each other. Um, We have, have like, our core album set in stone, and every other idea was either going to just be, like, an individual single release, another EP, or possibly for the second album, Um, depending on... First one goes for us, I suppose. But yeah, we still like pitching ideas and all that, working on stuff together. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, it seems like a lot of bands, even that we're talking to up here, because you know we all our our pubs, you can't really play gigs at yet and stuff. And you know, it seems like everybody's using this more of as a bit of a creative period because there's not much else you can do at the moment. So yeah, yeah. Well, before we hit stage four, we we're actually talking about um, hitting. Uh, virtual gigs from yeah, yeah. where we bring this from, uh, and, and just before we were going to do that, literally the week we were bound to start doing that was when they went back into stage. Well, they went back to stage three, which kind of quashed what we were doing in the first yeah. place. So it went from stage three back to stage two, and then up to stage four for me. So yeah. that kind of yeah screwed me up. Anyway, I was saying. I was saying before um, our little pre-interview, in our little pre-interview talk, I was saying, uh, you know, have you guys been to Sydney, and uh, when are you planning to come up here? Or um, I'll let Tyler answer that one. I think. Well, uh, Sydney, we were, we were planning on it uh, with the release of the album. There was, um, we were hoping to go up to Sydney, maybe even Gold Coast, just yeah. do like a eastern sort of tour. A lot of shows in Melbourne. We were keen just to do like as many shows as we could, just yeah. you know, just rock Australia. Um, and yeah, of course, the um, second wave hit us a lot harder yeah. uh, than we anticipated and crushed those hopes up for the remainder of the year, I believe. But you know, it's still there. As soon as it's all cleared up and um, everything goes back to normal, we'll be coming um, harder than ever. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. So how many how many venues have you got to play in Melbourne? Do, do, are all venues open to rock music? Yeah, the places, 
the places that we played at, bar one, which was a yuppie bar, I believe, yeah. um, and absolute hipster bar, which we blew the doors off. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I, I gathered at around 14 different places, and they were all very receptive of what we were doing. They all really enjoyed it. The crowds that were there really like took it in, which was great because it's kind of it's it's not an unknown notion. What we're doing, is, yeah, it's been done before. But we don't, we don't think the life's been shaken out of it yet, so we want to keep on trying to yeah. squeeze every little drop out of it that we can. Yeah, that's a life. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, have you have you guys ever have you guys ever been to Brisbane by by any chance? Um, not as a band. Not no, as a band. No. Um, no. because I because I've heard that I've heard that I think. From what I've been told and, and from what I've seen personally, I think Brisbane might be the rock city because Sydney, Sydney's in a bit of a unfortunate stage where where a lot of our a lot of our venues have you know, due to the poker machines and all that kind of nonsense, you know, we've we've lost a lot up here at the moment. Yeah, it's a bit tough. Yeah, but, just, um, I, think, I think with the state of things with us at the moment, we just we can't move, we can't yeah. do anything. Um, even if we could, we haven't rehearsed in. Shit, two months, three months now, oh, wow. almost. Yeah. yeah. Can you rehearse over Skype like this in some way? Uh, the latency is pretty bad. Yeah. So like, um, it's not extremely bad, but it would be real hard for us to really try to um, get it down properly, like, song-wise. Like, yeah. we, can, we can do video calls and, like, work on material together, um, but in terms of all of us playing at the same time, uh, I can just bit pushing it, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine it being a really loud mess. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, guys, what's the best experience you've had as a as a band so far? Sure. Ooh, best experience. I feel like the release of our EP was a pretty big deal for us. Yeah. Oh, right. Congratulations. To, have, to put it on Spotify and all the streaming services and have our music played yeah. um, by, by the people and... Just be able to go on Spotify and search up our band's name and then just seeing it there. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good for us, yeah. yeah no, it's good. And it's like, like, I remember when we first recorded and Hayden was like, that's my fucking voice, yeah, like, yeah. that's my voice. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I've only been a band singer for about a month before we recorded the EP. Yeah. Before that, I was just the bass player that was filling in on singing duties and then we all decided that I'd step into the position of being the lead singer. And one, like, I had all the words ready to go at the first rehearsal, but we kind of used it as an audition for myself to see how I'd go. Yeah. And um, when when they first heard the words to our songs, they were they were wrapped. Yeah. I was wrapped. I was surprised as well when I heard it all back. And uh, I was I was pretty happy with the way it turned out. And I'm, I'm sure that the album won't disappoint us either. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. And um, so what's What's the funniest story that you guys have had as a band? I think um, the guy, yeah, the guy who was wearing the Mexican hat at the Frankston restaurant, that was hilarious. Yeah. We, we were playing a show uh, in Frankston. It was a little um, little cafe bar kind of thing. You have to walk yeah. downstairs to get into it. It's very condensed. And the stage is at the front of the venue, so anyone walking in has to walk past the, the actual stage to go through into the bar. And it was just... Uh, Dude that walked in with a sombrero on and basically just sat himself like front and center right in front of me. I just couldn't help myself. Like, look at that hat, man. That hat is insane. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He was off his tits. It was hilarious. <laughs> well, it's like, a very bold move to wear one of those. Yeah. 
Yeah. Remember, uh, um, I went outside of the venue because I got a wireless, wireless unit for that one. And there's a, there's, a mirror, there's a window from outside behind the drummer. So yeah. I went outside and I was playing through the window, like, on the outside. There's nothing on the window and just playing behind the drummer. Dang, oh, wow. That's funny. Yeah. Another gig, I jumped off stage, did a guitar solo, <laughs> went to jump back on stage and I tripped and Oh, shit. It was the Kilmore Rock Music <laughs> Festival, dude. We did a little music festival in Kilmore, yeah. which is a country town not far from here. And he jumped off the stage and I cleared off so, so he could get back on and he started jumping between two of the fold-back monitors and he said, he ate shit and surprisingly did not miss a note. It was oh. fantastic. I was so impressed. Oh. Influence. Um, 
Oh, okay, that was course. But in terms of guitar playing, I feel like my biggest influence is Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. Um, so you're a Strat player then? Yeah. Oh, Strat, my guitar's a Stout. Yeah, yeah, nice. Oh, wow, you got quite a collection. Yeah, I think I'm. Yeah. Very nice. So for me, singing wise, a lot of eclectic sort of tastes like Freddie Mercury, for example, Bon Scott, definitely. Um, that's just for singing. For bass-wise, I'd have to go Cliff Burton. That's what kind of inspired me to pick up a guitar, a, a bass in the first place. Yeah. Uh, started out as a guitarist, but when I heard this, uh, what he could do with a bass, I'm like, I want to do that. I want to make that kind yeah, of noise. Yeah. So I like, I like that. And then, um, you know, you got Steve Harris and, you know, um, John Deacon from Queen and just like holding it together. And then you, yeah. you go into your, your Cliff Williams and stuff like that. Yeah. Very nice. And um, was it hard? Was it hard for you to get into the position of being a frontman? Was it hard to sing in public? Like, would it come easy for you? Was it a struggle? Um, well, every band I've been in up to that point, I was a singer. I was never a bassist. Um, the last two bands I was in before this one, I was a singer bassist. So I'd kind of already been primed to do it. I'd had a couple of gigs up my sleeve as a frontman. Yeah. Um, Transitioning to doing both bass and vocals actually wasn't all that difficult, to be honest. And it sounds difficult when you say it, but when you can, I guess when you get your chops down and you know what you're playing and you, you feel comfortable with it, then you know the rest of it kind of just falls into place, which is great. Yeah, that's it. I didn't find it too difficult. It's not too daunting. I mean, I think I was very nervous for our first show because it was a fundraiser gig. We had like a 30-minute slot to show a drama we were made of. Yeah. And we fucking killed it. Absolutely killed it. Wow. Like better than before. Like we had two singers before, and we 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 thought we did well with those guys, but we absolutely fucking killed it with that first gig with just the four of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was great. It was. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so uh, when I was asking you guys before, it sounds like it sounds like you guys have a bit of a, you know, a bit of a huge like music community in, uh, in Melbourne which must be nice or is it is it kind of divided is it like is everybody works together there or is it divided in the hipsters and the and the rock guys and everybody else uh, I, feel, I don't know I feel like there's kind of the, you'll see the same few sort of band posters hanging around every now and then yeah um, and you find if you do a gig with um, a couple bands you have a chat with them you, you often put each other in the same bill yeah. together like come, some bands will hit us up with um, we'll do the same for them. Yeah. We kind of look out for each other around here. Yeah, that's nice. Are you guys the able other to end. play in the mornings? Sorry. Sorry. Um, are you guys able to play, you know, past 12 over there? I don't think so. I think, oh, sorry, uh, in, in the mornings, I, I think our, on the weekends, we're allowed to during the week, yeah, I think yeah. is a no-no. I don't think you're allowed to make too much noise before 10.30 during the week. Yeah. Um, just depends like, on where it's zoned to. Uh, so where we normally go, I guess our our home, if you want to call it, is uh, Music Land in Faulkner. Um, I don't think they have a curfew because those guys can open at like eight and have bands on by nine, and it's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. Sure they finish at like one, two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And we normally, when we play there, we do a three setter on the backstage because they got two stages there, so they have a pretty big acting on the front stage and then I'll have us in between sets for them yeah. so that we sort of keep the crowd occupied. 
which is great. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's that's that, that that's great. Maybe don't come to Sydney, guys. You might be disappointed. Then you you guys sound like you have it better than us. I, I, I don't think we'd be disappointed, man. We do have some. We do have fans up there. Like we got um, a, there's a band up there that we did our first gig with, which was Cigars of Pharaohs. It was offered yeah, yeah. us ages ago, but we'd probably still get it if we tried. Yeah. Yeah. They actually broke up, to be honest. That's what Dan was telling me. Oh, that sucks. But I'm sure we could get up there and we'd enjoy it. Just being out of Melbourne, you know what I mean? Yeah, Being yeah. in lockdown for most of the year has kind of made us a bit stir-crazy when we get out there and blow some fucking doors off again. Yeah, that's, that yeah. sounds good. I was going to ask, is that the same cigarette? Or, or that's because I was going to say that's the longest burning cigarette I've ever seen in my life. No, they're rollies, mate. They, uh, they go out. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in saying that, I could probably go through the same cigarette in 20 minutes. That's not a bad deal for a rollie, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's the hardest. <laughs> I was just going to say, have you just had that lingering there the whole time? Because I've seen, I've seen it, you know, lit and being passed back and forwards, and I was thinking, wow, it's just a never-ending cigarette. Sometimes, sometimes I put them down and, and yeah. I come back to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, what are you drinking? I saw a bottle come out the side of the side of the. Uh, yeah, I've got some oh, Captain, Captain Morgan. Morgan. Yeah, very nice. It's my, it's my partner's birthday, so um, oh, I bought oh, this one yesterday. Oh, very nice. Um, <laughs> I bought it yesterday. So, Oh, yeah, I thought you'd say around this time yesterday. I'm not kidding. Oh wow! Uh, I, I don't think I've stopped drinking it since I got here. So it's not bad. We've got another podcast to do tonight, so I need my uh, my wits about me. I better keep drinking. <laughs> oh, that's it. It's hard to do these podcasts sometimes if you don't if you haven't had a few drinks or you know or or even a drink just to kind of lubricate yourself up a bit socially. It gets me in. It gets me in the mood to talk. Otherwise, yeah, I kind of just sit there and I don't ask. Well, I don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> oh. you know that's bullshit. Because I'm sober and I'm a chatterbox. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the leader of your band? Who does like um? Who's the, who's the, I suppose the boss, so to speak. Um, I won't say it's really a boss, but we got. I think Dean sort of organises a lot more of the other sort of stuff, like the yeah. interviews and um, any other sort of um, business stuff. Um, he he's he's a drummer. He's not. Um, I don't know. He could make it work. I think he's probably working on something. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So he usually does well. We we also now got a um, a manager. I suppose is going to help us book gigs. Um, he's I think he's based in Brisbane as well. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's, so he's going to, from now, it used to be Dean would contact the venues yeah. and um, talk to them, but now there's our new manager, he's going he's gonna to do all that for us once yeah. everything goes back to normal. Yeah, once we, the first thing we got to do is finish the album, obviously, once that's done, we're yeah. going to start reaching out and getting out into further Victoria, because we get to sort of crack out of Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. We've done Geelong, we've done Bendigo, but we haven't really gone further than that. And we do want to go interstate. It's just a matter of when and how. We yeah. Figure. Yeah. Is, it, is there many venues interstate in Melbourne? Oh, sorry, in Victoria. Yeah, there's heaps, man. Yeah. So, like, I used to live in Bendigo. There's like three venues in Bendigo that are pretty solid. Ballarat has a couple. Echuca has one that I know of, maybe yeah. two. Um, Albury Wodonga area on the border. Most border towns have a good pub you can play in, and the from what I hear, the the, um, the locals down there really like our sort of music because it's sort of you know yeah. they're up in the older age group and yeah. we we tend to find that we've got a very broad um, 
fan base with regards to, you know, what people who are in their, you know, teens coming and people who are in their 70s coming to see us, which is great. Yeah. Sort of just the way that we play and sort of some of the covers, people love our covers as well. Yeah. Uh, so getting into somewhere like Echuca where some of the, most of the population up there is, you know, teenagers and they like their EDMs or something like that, but... There's a few oldies up there that still like their rock music, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully you convert a few of those EDM guys, you know. Yeah. We're working on it. That's half the battle is trying to, is trying to, you know, push, I suppose, you know, push your music onto, onto younger people, to the younger generation as well. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's right. Um, it is a bit harder nowadays um, without, you know, being able to get so much of our music played on even on radio and stuff yeah. like that and just trying to get the word out yeah. to people is very difficult nowadays than yeah. it probably was back, you know, looking back 30, 40 years back in the days when that kind of stuff kind of got around virally yeah. because of mixtapes and such and so forth. So it, the, the industry is very different to what it was 40 years ago from what I've been told. Well, you guys, well, Spotify is basically the new radio. Like, you, if you get your songs onto Spotify playlist and stuff like that, you would get, a, you know, 50,000 streams overnight. With, so, um, yeah, we, we have got our Spotify up and running, and we have been on a few playlists. It's still, I guess, an uphill battle for us because a lot of people, they sort of, they don't study. You yeah. know what I mean? So our, our listeners go and fluctuate between, at the moment, we're sitting on... I think 36 monthly listeners at the moment. And at the height of it, we're at probably, shit, I can't remember exactly how many listeners. We're over 1,000 listeners per month at the height of it back in March. Yeah, wow. I think we're all on on some playlists back then. I I think we're not on them anymore, which might be uh, another reason. um, Yeah, yeah, it's really uh, just constant. Like, everyone wants to make money off everything. And then... um, yeah, it's just you got to get people's attention. You know, it's not as easy as making a Facebook post saying go check out our music on Spotify. Yeah. You know, how many posts have you seen and just of that and just scroll past? You know, it's like. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I don't mean to be rude here, guys, but I'm going to have to wrap this interview up pretty soon because this laptop's about to die. It's got uh, yeah. it's got five percent left. Um, I'm just asking you guys what what uh what advice would you have for you know young musicians starting out? Oh, stick with it, don't give up. Like, just we we were just um we started in a small little room, yeah, like two meter by two meter room, probably. Oh wow! And, um, yeah, the box. And no social like, distancing, man. Two, two years ago, yeah. And now we're we're on our way to make our first album, and we're doing a school gig. So just stay with it as long as you got people that are motivated and determined to do it with you. Yeah. Um, don't ever let someone tell you you're irrelevant, that your music's shit or anything like that because that's subjective and honestly it's just up to the individual really yeah for every one person you please you're going to piss two people off you may as well get used to that yeah that's very true yeah anyway thank you guys it was an absolute pleasure thank you man thank you guys awesome talking to you man yeah you too yeah everybody the rocking balls thank you